Jesus' mighty name, this morning as we open your holy writ, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is here to minister to each heart, that truth will come forth and people will be excited, renewed, and the Spirit of grace shall refresh everyone here. Father, I'm thanking you this day. We lay all weight aside and look directly into your word for refreshing and guidance. We thank you this day that the word will go forth in the power, the accuracy of the Spirit, and Jesus himself shall be lifted up and glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Turn with me this morning to 1 Samuel, the 22nd chapter. 1 Samuel, 22nd chapter. Talk to you this morning about the over the hill game. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The over the hill game. Praise God. Those that's been in distress. Those that's been through a broken marriage. Those that ha was raised poor. Those that were raised with a stigmatism on their life. Those that's went through a terrible divorce and bitter divorce. And those that's been hurt. God's got good news. Hallelujah. Saul, Israel was led by judges and the prophets. And that's the way God wanted them to be led. He did not want them to have a king, but they decided they wanted a king, and so God let them have a king. And he, the first king was a man named Saul, a humble man. He was a big, handsome dude, head and shoulders, taller than any man in Israel. Big of statue, well-liked, everybody wanted him. He done a magnificent job until he disobeyed God. And he didn't disobey God to do anything against God, but he was actually trying to do something he thought would please God, but God had told him one thing to do, and he didn't do it. That's why it's so important when God tells you to do something, do it. You don't have to improvise and, and, and figure it out or anything. Well, this would even be better, and, and in the natural, what Saul did would even look like better than what God told him, but God said it's better to obey than it is to sacrifice and do everything he wants obedient. Christianity is still obedience. Number one, Jesus learned those things that he did by obedience. Hallelujah. So Saul disobeyed God, and God spoke to the prophet Samuel and said, Go to a man's house named Jesse. I'm going to anoint one of his sons to be king. Now you have to realize this. Samuel loved King Saul with all his heart. He did not want to go anoint. He wanted forgiveness. He pleaded with God. He done everything. But disobedience could not be overlooked especially in the hierarchy. Are you listening to me? And so Samuel finally 
after he got over his grief of what was going to happen, he went to Jesse's home and he went through all his kids and said, these aren't the ones. And he said, you got any more? Finally, he said, I got a little boy out there tending the sheep. You know, God will always find the fellow if he's working. He knows where to find him. He's on the job. You listening to me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Samuel anoints David to be king over Israel, over the whole nation. Now, after he anointed David, David became a misfit. He didn't fit any, anywhere. And Saul became jealous and fearful of David, and so he tries to kill him any way he can, but the hand of the Lord is upon him to be king. <clears throat> David ran from Saul and did not have to, but he ran from Saul 12 years. He'd hide out here, he'd hide out there. And, 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 and every now and then repentance would come on Saul and the Spirit of God and, he, and he'd know he was wrong in trying to deal with David like that. He knew that God had chosen the next king. He knew that. But he had to give it up. So he ran David. David had the anointing many times. David could have uh, 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 annihilated Saul and his whole family, but he chose not. He said, I'll not touch God's anointed. I will not do that. I won't do that. A man of integrity. And so he ran for 12 years and we pick up the story there in the 22nd chapter of Samuel. It said, And David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dulam. And when his brethren and his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Now listen to this. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontent gathered themselves unto him and he became captain over them. Goodspeed said, people who were oppressed are in debt, are dissatisfied. Now you have to understand this. This is the army that God finally called mighty men. Those that are in distress, in debt, disgruntled, been mistreated, being a cast out, being a misfit, that, that was raised poor, distracted, everything else. The wrong side of the track, everything's wrong with these guys. Beck's translation said everyone that was in trouble or had a debt and everyone who felt bitter. You ever been bitter about the way things happen? You ever been bitter about your inheritance? You ever been bitter about the way that life has dealt its cards towards you? You ever been bitter? Say, I could have done this. I, if I only hadn't been raised poor, I could have got an education. I could have been a doctor. I could have been a lawyer. I could have been a businessman. But here I am working in the, gay, in the gas station. You ever been bitter? You ever looked at your parents and said, why did they do this? You ever looked at your rich uncle and said, why didn't he leave me? 
You ever went through a failed marriage and when your heart's tore out and you have to pick up the pieces and it's not easy to do because they're scattered every which way and you don't get over today and tomorrow because the lawyers will see that it's keep throwing up in your face. Easy to be bitter. That's what God raked up this army which he called mighty men. Hallelujah. New American Bible said all those that was in difficulty. You've been in difficulty? Huh? In debt. Can't get out. You can qualify for this over the hill game. Jerusalem Bible said the oppressed, those in distress, all those in debt, anyone who had a grievance, that was grieved about something. You ever been grieved? Fenton said every man of a discontented mind, not contented with the way everything's fell in your life. You ever thought, now I ought to be here, I ought to have been able to do this, I ought to have been able to follow through and done what God called me to do, but here I am stuck in a relationship that I cannot get out of. I've seen great ministers of God, their wives walk off and leave them, write terrible things about them. And they believed them to be true. They probably wasn't. You know, every, everything's got two sides, three sides, four sides. When I learned to bass fish, one of the, one of the old men that I talked to, name was Love, he lived in Norfolk, and the old man said, let me tell you, always remember this, it's four sides to every tree. Now, you may not know what that means, but them bass can be laying around either side. And it's always more than one side to, to the story. And it does not make any difference who's right or who's wrong, but if you've got bitterness in your life and you're bitter about it and you're discontent about the way things have happened, bless God, God's got a way. Hallelujah. He said, I can make you a mighty warrior for me. Praise God. I don't care where you've been or what you've done. Your raising has nothing to do with it. If you're disgruntled, if you was raised across the tracks, if you was raised poor, if you're in debt and you cannot get out, you're a candidate for this army. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Outcasts. Misfits. Read them. That's these guys. Their dreams were shattered. Your dreams ever been shattered? Your dreams ever been shattered, folks? You can talk about it a little bit and tears well up in your eyes. And you think, I wanted to do this and I, I know I could have done this, but this happened and this happened. Your dreams ever been shattered? You ever been discontent with where you are? Then there's a change that's available to everyone that receives our master. Praise God. The misfits the outcasts, those that's dreams were shattered. I remember seeing a, a picture show one time with a fellow named Lee Marvin. And he raked up a bunch, they had a project that no, 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 no military man wanted. 
but they appointed him to do it, and he got what they call the dirty dozen. You ever heard of them? These guys, God, that David got there, they're the dirty dozen of the Bible, praise God. I mean, they're the misfits. Those are the outcasts. Those that, that no one else wants. They don't want it. They didn't come try to find them and bring them back to Israel. They was glad they left. And God done something with them. God done something. Praise God. Hallelujah. I remember as a young man watching Vince Lombardi. Everybody speaks of him as, as an example of a football coach, him, Bear Bryant, Amos, Alonzo, some of those men. But Vince Lombardi took a group of men that were outcasts, rejects. Every other team didn't want them. They'd been cut. Bart Starr, was not, no, he was playing third string on another team. Are you listening to me? He had men out there like old Deacon Jones. Just, everybody thought was disgruntled and crazy and everything. But he welded together something and won the first two Super Bowls. How'd he do that? With a bunch of misfits. See? Let me tell you something. If you ever make up your mind, I'm going to be God's best. I'm going to be the best thing God's ever had. I'll tell you the anointing of God will be there. He'll lift you up out of any kind of pit you've been in. He'll lift you out of bitterness. He'll lift you out of strife. He'll lift you out of debt. He'll lift you out of failure. And he'll set your feet on a solid rock. And he'll make mighty men out of you. Praise God. Shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn to 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, the 23rd chapter. Let's look at some of those that God said was mighty men. Now they was disgruntled, in debt, owed everybody, couldn't pay, Bitter, life had cheated them, dreams gone. But they came down and joined a man who had a vision, a man that had God in his heart, a man that God said, he's after my own heart. You follow him and get a hold of what he has. Hallelujah. And it'll build you up and lift you out of anything that the world has sent against you. 2 Samuel 23, starting the 8th verse. These be the names of the mighty men. These are mighty men. These are the names of the mighty men who David had. The Tetzmanite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adonah, the Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Now something's on this guy. Ain't no one man, if he'd have said he whooped 10, you'd have said that's, that's a miracle. If you'd have said he, he whooped 50, you'd have said God couldn't do that. But something came up on this man that it turned him into a man like Samson. How many of you know Samson was small in statue? He didn't look like victim mature. Amen. 
He was small in statue, but blessed be God, the anointing of Almighty God came upon him. That was what was upon his captain, David. Bless God, got on all his men, and they went forth, and it was made the greatest army the world has ever known. Nothing could defeat him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slew 800 at one time. And after him, Eleazar, the son of Dodo. Now, see, you're already in trouble now. See, you're in bad trouble. Now, they say, uh, what's your mother's name? And you jump up, oh, it's Lizzie. But when they said Dodo, you done drawed your sword. You know you're going to have to fight. See, wasn't easy. He said, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite. Uh, Dodo's bad enough, but now when you have the tribe of the Ahohites, one of the three mighty men that were with David. And when they defied the Philistines that, that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. The armies of Saul fled. The army of Israel ran. When trouble came, they ran. But something's on these guys here. Something's different about these guys. They're not going to run. They got a captain's been anointed by Almighty God. They've got an anointing from God Himself. How many of you know He that established you and put you in Christ and anointed you was Almighty God? Hallelujah. You have received an anointing from the Holy One. Praise God. You've joined this over the hill gang. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Only hill we over is Calvary. We'll never get over that hill. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So the men of Israel, the armies of Israel ran. He arose and smote the Philistines. This guy did. Until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. I mean, he done been fighting so long, they had to take it finger by finger and pull his fingers loose, get the sword out of his hand. I mean, he's there till the morning come. I mean, he got a hold of that thing, and if, as long as there's a Philistine stand, he's in the battle. He didn't run away like the... I mean, they left him. There he is. Here comes the armies of the Philistines. But something's on this guy that can't nobody do anything with. It's called the anointing. Can you say amen? Praise God. Say, that's that guy that was disgruntled. That's that guy's dreams were shattered. That's that guy's in debt. He was bitter about the way uh, Saul did, how and everything he had he lost. He is bitter about all that, yes. But he ain't bitter now. His, bitter is, his bitterness is channeled against who it's supposed to be channeled against, the enemy. Amen. Praise God. His hand clave under the sword. Tenth verse, last half, said, And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. The Lord did. The anointing did. And guess what? And the people returned after him only, uh, after him only to spoil. They came back and got, got the goods. But they ran away when the battle came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And after him was Shammoth, the son of Aji, the Hayrayrite. He's another one's in trouble. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils, peas that you feed cows usually, this cow feed. Let me tell you something. When a man finds out who he is, he ain't giving up nothing to the enemy. I don't care if it's a field of peas. That's over. They ain't even going to take nothing. That's over. He ain't getting nothing I got. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. He said, and he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. Praise be unto God. Skip on over to the 18th verse. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruah, was chief among, the, uh, among three, and he lifted up his spear against 300 and slew them and had the name among three. He got the name. Hallelujah. It wasn't Amazania either. What a lovely name your mama named you. He had the name that he'd stand for God. He had a name that he had the anointing. He had a name, praise God, that he feared no enemy. He had a name that said he'll stand with you in time of trouble. Can you say amen? He had the name. He's got the name. I mean, he's a hot shot with God. Hallelujah. 19th verse, was he not honorable, most honorable of, of three? Therefore, he was their captain, howbeit he attended not unto the first three. And Benai, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Cabezel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Now, what was he talking about then? He was talking about two crazy folks that lived in caves and they, they looked like lions. Their old beard was long. You know, a lot of folks scared of crazy folks. Do you know that? Huh? Hey, what if you run up on a fellow like this and he's fixing to get you what you going to do? I'm going to call my pastor. No, you not. I don't like crazy folks either. <laughs> You know, Cassius Clay, later name was Muhammad Ali, he fought a man named Sonny Liston that the world, everyone was afraid of Sonny. He, they called him the bear. He'd knock a man out jabbing him. But Clay found out something. That Sonny Liston was afraid of crazy folks. He was afraid of crazy people. And Cash Clay, Muhammad Ali, started acting crazy. It got into way, and he'd just jump up and down and carry on all crazy. So folks started calling him the Louisville Lip. They called him everything, called him everything. And they got in the ring, and you could see Sonny Liston looking at him. He thought he was crazy. He thought he was crazy. Fear got on him. And when it did, he lost the heavyweight championship of the world. The next fights, second fight. Liston came out there. You could see it all over him. Fear all over him. 
He thought he was crazy. He acted wild, crazy, and all that. How would you like to run up on a man look like a lion and acting crazy? He got some mighty men with the anointing on him. Mighty men with the anointing. Praise the Lord. It said, two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of the pit in the time of snow. The, they'd set pits, caught lion. He went, went in there with a lion. See, he knew that he had the anointing on him. You don't think that uh, uh, Samson said, I'll just tear a jawbone of a mule off and whoop everybody. Something was up on him. It came upon him. It didn't stay on him all the time, but when it came upon him, man, he snatched the jawbone of a mule and whooped a thousand. How can he do that? God said, when I put my spirit in you, you not only put one to flight, but you'll put 10,000 to flight. Hallelujah. The anointing of God. The over-the-hill gang, those that are disgruntled, dissatisfied, nothing works. They, they, their whole life has been a failure. They've come to a dead end. But blessed be God, there's something called the anointing of Almighty God that will always put you over. Glory to God. Glory to God. 21st verse, he said, and, and he slew an Egyptian, a goodly man, in, in other words, a giant. And the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear. And these, these things did Benaiah, the son of Jedidiah, and had the name. He got the name among three mighty men. He's among the mighty men. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of people tell me, said, Brother Sullivan, I wished I'd have knew that when I was young. Well, you didn't. You know it now. I don't care if you was 80 years old when you found out the truth that you're anointed. Smith Wigglesworth was 57 years old when he got the Holy Ghost and blessed God, he had revival on every continent of the earth. Can you say amen? Abraham, Isaac, they wasn't any spring chickens. They was over the hill, over the hill. Past time for even a woman to have children, but they became the father of faith and God cut a blood covenant with them. Hallelujah. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. If that has nothing to do with it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Bless God. All it takes is you receiving the anointing from Almighty God and God can put you over. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You know, as a kid, back in the 40s, when I was... You know, when I went to school, they had two kinds of people. They put some of them out there in the annex building in the first grade. And I never understood why they did that. I didn't understand, you know. And I look back on it now, I know why they did. They wore brogans. You know what, any of y'all here know what brogans is? You know, some of them were raised out in the country. They didn't have good clothes. They wasn't raised in town their parents didn't own things and so they put them out and you know I've looked over that I never could understand it all my friends was out there in the annex I couldn't play with them they had a different recess 
They had a teacher over them, the meanest human that I've ever known, that told them how sorry they were, that what they would mount to in life was nil and nothing. Let me tell you something. I was thinking about it when I was working up this sermon and I was thinking about that. I never knew one of them to amount to anything. I never knew one of them to rise up out of that stuff. When you've been told and put down and put down and put down and put down and told you'll never amount to anything, I'm telling you, it's hard to get out of it. But I've got a God said, I'll lift you up and set your feet on a solid rock. I don't care who your mama was, your daddy was, you can change it all. You can belong to the new creation nation. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You know, when I got saved, I was 36 years old. Reputation shot. Tomorrow, ask 10 people in Eldredo about me. You know Buzzy Sutherland? If they know me, they know something special's happened to me. If they don't know me, they're afraid of me. See, that fella right there will get you. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's a mean man. See, they don't know. They don't know. My reputation was shot, folks, when I got saved. I was 36 years old. I was a little bit mean and a whole lot mad and disgruntled and dissatisfied and I didn't like the way things turned out. I didn't like the way things was working and I wasn't going to have it. And I didn't like it, so I'd get drunk at it. Like that help. July the 10th, 1976, 9.30 on a Wednesday morning, Jesus Christ walked into my living room and the man I was, he annihilated him and I became a brand new creation with the anointing of Almighty God. I've been coming to the top ever since. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, you have received an anointing. What'll that anointing do? It'll lift the burden and destroy the yoke. It'll destroy it. It'll annihilate it. Those men that gathered, David gathered up, he didn't look for them. They just started coming to him. All of them disgruntled. All of them dissatisfied. They're bitter. Everything's wrong. They gathered up there, bless God, and I tell you what, what you run around with will get off on you. And I'll tell you what, that anointing got on those men and God recorded it. They are mighty men, praise God. Hallelujah. He said, greater is he that is in you than he that brings the problem. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke, the fourth chapter. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Luke, the fourth chapter. Look in the 14th verse. Jesus had been baptized in the River Jordan by John the baptizer. The Spirit of the Lord came upon the Lord Jesus Christ and anointed him. 
Before then, he was not anointed. He got anointed. How come he had to be anointed? Because he laid his deity aside and came to this earth as a man only. Where he could be our example, our example. Do you understand that? Heard a preacher on the radio, uh, on TV the other day, and he said, Oh, my, there'll never be another one like Jesus. There'll never be another. God said you were predestined to be in the exact image of the Lord Jesus Christ, just like him. The Bible said that. He said that. And uh, people said, oh, yes. Oh, yes, amen. And went to squalling, bringing out the snot rags, the waving them, and said, oh, never be one like him. See, that's what's wrong. We need to listen to the Word of God. The Word of God said, he's my example. If he's my example, then I can walk in his step. How can I do that? The anointing has to get on me, praise God. It has to be on me. And when it's on me, it'll turn you in to another man, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus said in Luke 4, 14, and Jesus returned the power of the Spirit after he's baptized. Spirit came on him. And there went a fame out of him throughout all the land round about, and he taught in their villages, being glorified of all. 18th verse. Hallelujah. Well, 17th verse. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it's written. Now let me stop right there. And I've said this a thousand times. You must find yourself in the Word of God. You have got to find yourself. Where are you going to find it? Well, I'm going. I heard one woman say she quit her husband to go out to find herself. She was a pastor's wife. Big name. I got to find myself. That's the most asinine statement I have ever heard in my whole life in Christianity. You want to find yourself? Turn over there, over there to Galatians, and it says, it's no longer I that lives. That's me right there. The Christ lives on the inside of me. Turn over there to John 1 and 12. Said to as many as received him, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That's who you are. That's who you are. So, uh, uh, over in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. That's who you are. Find yourself in the Word of God. Jesus found himself. He found the place where it's written. You know what he said? This is me. The Spirit of the Lord, 18th verse, is on me. They knew what that meant. They knew that that'd lift the burden and destroy the yoke. Those Jews knew what he's talking about. This stuff's on me that was on Moses. This stuff's on me. When Moses opened the Red Sea, that's on you. This stuff is on, on you that these mighty men had on them, that they had to undo their hand and clay. 800 was killed by one holy man of God. One man slew 800. Praise God. Jesus said, Spirit of the Lord's on me. They took notice. Because he has anointed me. To what? Preach the gospel. Good news. Who to? The poor folk. I've been known to tell poor folk. What's good news to a poor man? You don't have to be poor. God didn't make you that way. Huh? God don't want to take everything you got away from. Fellow wrote me from the jail the other day. Said, God has taken everything I've got. Now I don't want none of the world's goods. He done heard some religious fellow teaching that. He didn't want none of the world's goods, but he wanted some of mine. And I wrote him a nice little letter back. 
nice. I'm working this end of the town, son. You need to get you another end to work on. No, I was nice as it could be. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. He has known me to preach good news to poor folk. He has sent me to heal, heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, to recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the year of Jubilee, the acceptable year of the Lord. Now listen to this. Cotton Patch translated that, and I'm telling you, when you read it, it'll get all over you. Listen to this. The Lord's Spirit's on me. He has ordained me to break the good news to the poor folks. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the oppressed and sight for the blind and to help those who has been grievously insulted to find dignity. No, I'm not that old sorry thing there. I'm a daughter. I'm a son of the living God. My Father's almighty God. I've changed families. Hallelujah. I'm not in that class anymore. I'm in a new class. I'm a son of the living God. I have received Jesus as Lord, Master. I have His life, His nature, His ability. I belong to a new creation, nation. Hallelujah. I have dual citizenship in heaven and in the United States. Shout amen, somebody. Those that's been grievously insulted to find dignity, dignity, to proclaim the Lord's new era. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus, when he gathered up disciples, he got men like disgruntled tax collectors, thieves. He got men that were river rats, that thought nothing just, just to jump out and be fishing, didn't even put the clothes on. He got men that wasn't doing nothing. A lot of them just sitting around, didn't do nothing, didn't, had no ambition, had no future to look at. But Jesus got a bunch of those river rats and they left their mark on the world, praise God. Hallelujah. He picked a man uh, walking down the road in Damascus named Saul one time. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Someone said, yeah, Saul got his head cut off by Nero. Well, let me tell you something. We name our sons Paul and our dog, we name him Nero. Are you listening to me? Who do they look up to? God's mighty men. They left their mark. They left their mark. Every one of you sitting under the sound of my voice that has received Jesus have a mark on your life for greatness, for greatness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, we've been lied to and told you can't do this because of your background. We've said you can't do this because of your indebtedness. We've said you can't do this for you don't have the money to do it. Well, my God, my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills and I got an inheritance in him, praise God. In him I live. In him I draw my life. In him I have my being. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's said of those men that Jesus picked out, them bunch of river rats, them Dishonest tax collectors, all of them, all of them. So them old boys turned the world upside down. Them old boys turned the world upside down. See, Christianity's lied to people. 
See, it's, they've not told the truth. When you get saved, bless God, you're something. You're God's best. Do you know that? If God said you can do it, bless God, you can do it. Hallelujah. Whatever he said you can do, he'll anoint you to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know them people out there that's been lied to? Well, Chris, you know, we don't. A fellow come, come to me one time and said, you know, they, I was a heathen. He said, you know brother such and such? He knew we was friends. I said, yeah. He said, he told me not to bring no more money over to his church. I said, how come? He said, well, you know, I run a whiskey store. Well, wait a minute. You can't help nobody down here. You can't help nobody what race they are. You can't help anybody about where they was raised. You can't help anybody about their poverty or richness. You can't help nobody in that area putting them down. You got to tell them what they have. Jesus said, the anointing's on me to preach the good, this good news to poor folks. Oh, hallelujah. Those that's been grievously insulted to find dignity, dignity. You're dignified sons of the Most High God today. You're dignified. Yeah, but I owe this. I've done this. I don't care what you've done or where you've been. You've joined a new family and my God shall meet your every need. My God shall see that you are raised up out of that horrible pit and that reputation and put your feet on a solid rock with dignity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks been lied to. They've been lied to. Back when PTL was going strong, that little fella, Baker, he, he had a missionary come in from the Philippines. And he read a scripture over in Romans. Turn over there just a minute. Romans 10 right quick. Hallelujah. Tenth chapter, thirteenth verse. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him whom whom they <coughs> have not believed? How shall they believe on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. Jim Baker read that scripture and he's reading that. And, 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 and that missionary said, I got a revelation on that, Jim. He said, what do you mean? How beautiful are the feet of them that bring this good news. He said, we was missionaries in the Philippines. Me and my wife and two little girls, one of them was seven, the other one's nine, and said, the Japanese overran the Philippines and said, they took us and they put us in bamboo uh, uh, jails and they would poke at us with bamboo shoots and stick stuff in us, and they fed us sewer grass and rats is all we had to eat. And one day, one of the colonels or hierarchy in the Japanese army came to their, their bamboo jail and said, Today, San Francisco fell. He said, I've been praying every day, Lord, get me out of this thing and said, I quit praying that the Lord get me out. I'd lost all hope. 
Didn't have any hope that I'd ever get out. Now San Francisco's fallen. Said all he could see was, and they'd poke at him, and they poked at him. And then the little girl, the youngest one, died in there, and they left her in there in the jail for two or three days in the hot, sweltering humidity. Said I'd lost all hope. Said one day they moved us to another little place and said that colonel came and said today Washington D.C. has fallen we hang Delano Franklin Delano Roosevelt on the White House veranda he said I lost all hope this guy tears was running down his eyes when he's telling that and he said his other little girl died all hope's gone all hope's gone they came and said the United States had fallen had fallen we had no hope said they moved us to a little concrete bunker and I, we couldn't even sit out we had to stand up and only had was a little uh, four by four hole that they could look out and said we sat there with our, 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 our backs bowed like that no hope said I done quit praying I knew it was all over wasn't nothing our country's gone. Here I am. I'll never get out of this. But said one day, about daylight, he heard the awfulest roar he'd ever heard in his life. And he said, he looked out, and there was those silver-winged B-29 with that star on them, bless God. And he looked out, and he told his wife, we've been lied to, we've been lied to, we've been lied to. And he seen the parachutes fall out and said, a big old GI, he's had number 11 zone, said he kicked that door down and said, I fell on my knees and kissed him muddy feet. Said, how beautiful are the feet of them that bring good news. Well, let me tell you something. You got good news this morning. Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ has set men free. Let me tell you today, blessed be God, it's people out there that's been lied to, put out, grievously insulted and everything else that we've got good news to tell. Our God is a restoring God. Hallelujah. 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 Satan's a liar and all his cohorts. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. There may be an over the hill gang. 